Welcome to the first episode of the Drag and Drop podcast. In today's episode, our host John Biggs talks with designer Don Twine. Don is a senior digital graphic designer at Sinclair Broadcast Group and has more than 20 years of experience working in the graphic design industry. In this episode, John focused on the importance of simplicity in designing banner ads. Then, the discussion shifted and Don explained why he's using the SVG format more and more in his visuals. So even if you're a designer or a small business owner, you will definitely hear some useful advice that can help your business or designer career. Now it's time to listen to this episode of the Drag and Drop Podcast. So why don't you just tell me a little bit about what you're working on? Okay. Um, well, uh, what I do what I do for Sinclair Digital is I, I design banners for a, a couple of different areas. Um, we we, ha- we design banners for our, our individual stations across the country, uh, as well as we have we have our own uh, internal digital agency as well, where we'll, where we'll design banners for for other clients across the country as well. Some of those are kind of tied together with the stations, and some are not. Um, so. So the, the, the type of clientele that I design banners for can range all over the place from like a small mom and pop pizza shop to a large bank chain. It's, it, it really varies a lot. So, uh, uh, yeah, so Banner Snack, as we've been using it now uh, since the beginning of this year, since 2019, uh, and it's, it's been great. I've been able to, to really bang out some great designs and be able to put animation in really quickly. It's, it's kind of been a, a game changer for us. Mm-hmm. How do you think, uh, what do you think folks are looking for uh, in terms of modern web design? I mean, it feels like the, uh, the banner might be changing or even going away. So how do you, uh, how do you, how do you take that into account? I think we're, we're moving, moving to more simplicity uh, with advertising, especially. Um, the one thing that we like to always push is, is uh, images more than, than, than text. Uh, we do find that the click-through rates are, are a lot higher uh, when you're, when you're working with more imagery and less copy on an ad. Uh, so we're always pushing like the visuals more and a little bit of animation to get, to get attention on the ads as well. Uh, Cause people tend to gloss over anything that has a lot of, a lot of copy on it. So that's one thing we're always kind of steering our sales staff towards when they're putting in their orders for banners. Mm-hmm. And you're always dealing with, uh, you're always dealing with traditional. It sounds like you're dealing with mom and pops. Uh, how do you get them to be convinced about the value of online? Uh, honestly, this is something, this is something that something that our salespeople do more than we do. Um, mm-hmm. we, but we do try to kind of guide them as far as like the best uh, standards for for design. Uh, we kind of have a, a best practices that we send out. That's it's it's, it's kind of general best practices that, that a lot of companies use as well. Just as, just like I said about you know using a, a lot of imagery in your designs, making sure that you have a a, a clear um, um, call to action on all your ads as well. Um, just things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm coming at this more of a how do you how do you represent uh, a little a little business um, in a small town that needs that needs online representation? How do you represent them best? Is it is it through is it through images of the place? Is it images of the food? Images of I don't know, uh, cool hipsters uh, riding dune buggies? Uh-huh. What do you guys, how do you guys think about it? Uh, we try to we try to go with what the client gives us at first, but if it's a, if it's a small mom and pop pop shop, they really can't give us a lot of great imagery from on their own. So we we're, we we definitely use a lot of uh, stock imagery. Uh, we work with Getty Images, which is really great. Uh, mm-hmm. I try to work with anything that has a lot of color, um, something that really pops on the ad. I, I I hate to use the word pop out loud, <laughs> but I just <laughs> need to. That's what the clients always say. 
They got a pop. I'm got a pop. a victim of my own. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, we, we try to work with anything that's very, that's very vibrant, that's kind of a little more in your face, that, that, real, that really shines in the ass. Yes, it shine instead of pop. That sounds better. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds good. Yes, cool. I would say definitely working with simplicity, too. You don't want to have a lot of things going on in the ad. And, and I, I mentioned text, but also. Uh, uh, Pictures as well. You want. Uh, if, I mean, if I if I was doing something for a restaurant, for instance, I might get a, a well, let's say for a, a small mom pop, they may send, send me a, a, just a picture of their restaurant outside, and, and I usually won't want to go with that. You want to go with something that really kind of shows the food off really well. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll ask them what their what their menu is. I'll get, then I'll then I'll check out some stock and find something that really looks very appealing. That's that's like that, that shows a lot of texture in the food that really can will get someone's attention when they're when they're going through a web page, especially a news site where they're trying to read an article. You want to get them to kind of have their eyes drift off to the side to see something that's really yummy. So we want to you know make sure that we use something that's really kind of catches the eye. I think eye catching something eye catching that's that's a concept I really don't think is ever going to go away. You're, mm-hmm. That's how humans are. Humans are visual people and you want to be able to have something that you know really is going to draw attention. Do you like the uh, Do you like the animations that Banner Snack has? Do you use that stuff, or is it mostly just kind of uh, still stuff? Definitely use animation. Um, I've I, I've been doing this kind of work for about twenty years now, so I, I have a lot of experience with with working with Flash in the past. And um, yeah, that used to take a lot longer to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this, the, so Banner Snack is really great because I I can pull things together that would take me hours or days to put together. Sometimes back back in the day, as they say, yeah. Um, but I try not to go too far with animation. I feel like there's a fine line sometimes. And you you want you want to get attention to the viewer, but you don't. But sometimes you want a little bit of subtlety too. And the nice thing is I can kind of control that fine in, in, in a finite way with the banner snack animations. So that's that's actually pretty cool. You've seen you've seen the rise and fall of all kinds of weird stuff. Like I mean, you've seen the you've seen the punch the monkey kind of situation. You've seen <laughs> uh, you've seen the the I guess I guess you could call them maybe this a couple years ago where you had like. Some kind of very specific, like, new laws will let you reduce your mortgage to zero percent or something like that. Uh, those kind of things. And now you're saying we're going back to something a lot more simplistic. I would say visually a little more simplistic. I mean, you're saying you're saying that in a lot of things. I mean, if you look at, for instance, an example that pops into mind is even uh, UI design. I think everything is going to a little more simplistic look. If you, if you compare, for instance iPhone layouts when when the first iPhones came out with all the the very kind. Of, you know, three-dimensional shiny buttons to now everything being 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 very flat and bright and sharp. I think that's kind of we're seeing that across the board, even even with a lot of web design too, is going to something that's a little a little simpler. Um, yeah, definitely. How do you stay up to date when it comes to that kind of stuff? I'm constantly online looking at different ads. Um, Moat.com, I go to a lot and check out what's there. Um, there's some good stuff. There's some not so good stuff on there. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's constantly kind of just going to different websites and going to different areas online, kind of ch- to, to check out what's what the trends are and what's being how, how things are being laid out and designed. It's definitely kind of keeping you can't just kind of never go out and look at things. And it's it's hard to not look when you're when you're my business. You're always looking at things anyway. But it's good to all to take that extra step sometimes and really even if I'm if I'm at home and I'm I'm on my tablet looking you know reading an article, I, I'm always going to stop and look around and see what kind of ads are on the page. Um, I, my, my eye is always going to that all the time. I, I think, I think mm-hmm. I, mentally just, it's, it's muscle memory for me at this point. I just kind of just do it, but it's, but it's, I would say it's definitely a good practice. 
Is there any uh, is there any single thing that you've noticed that up that increases clicks or interaction or anything, or is it uh, is there anything that you've you've gotten down to a science? Uh, like I was saying, the same best practices that we go with are always a good thing. I would say definitely having a, having a good um, uh, call to action on that is very important. If you, if you don't have any any kind of like direction, some kind of simple couple of words to, to, to really get the get the, the viewer to to actually click on the ad, it's very important. We always tell everyone to steer away from putting a URL on an ad because the last thing you want is, is for them mm-hmm. to, to actually <laughs> independently go to that website and, and because there's there's no way to track that at that point. We don't know what's what they're doing after that. So I'm always telling you know clients you know when they want me to put the, the URL, I'm like no, you really really needs to be a call to action. Maybe you want them to actually click on the ad so we can actually track that and track the, the success of the ad. That's very important. Have you ever have you ever done an ad that just really surprised you in terms of its uh, in terms of its uh, 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 energy? I guess online. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I would say um, some of the ads that we work with um, have we, we use locators in them too. Uh, we, we we do work with a couple of other ad builders as well, and and, and rich media is, is is a big thing that's up and coming as well. So and. Uh, the uh, banners that have video that have uh, that, that are geo targeting, um, they really can kind of draw attention. They can they can. Um, for instance, I have one that I've worked on that uh, was a lottery where you could where we, we were able to set up um, a locator where, where everyone could go in and, and click and find the, the exact place to buy their lottery tickets. And hmm. we go to a map and they would go out and find you know there were like. 200 locations <laughs> where mm-hmm. you buy tickets and they can easily go through and, 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 and find the exact location with one tap, go to Google Maps and find out where they could go and find exactly how, how they are, where, where they are distance wise to the location. So I think uh, that kind of rich media content is really kind of starting to boom as well. Interesting. Yeah. So I've seen that, I've seen that change over time. I mean, every once in a while, like literally every once in a while, you'll see like, here are five great restaurants nearby, and they're like, uh, and there's a little map down in the corner or whatever of a Google ad or something. Yeah, Rich Me is definitely becoming a, a bigger game player now, especially I think with the dawn of HTML5, there's a lot more that you can do. So I, I, mm-hmm. think, I think that format is really starting to finally mature a little more once it kind of, I guess, officially replaced Flash a couple of years ago. It's now really coming into its own. What other tools do you have in your toolbox uh, that people should take a look at? Um, I would say uh, even even with using anything that's web based like like Bannerstack, I would say still it's great to have desktop programs uh, uh, in, in your tool belt. Adobe uh, programs are great for that still. Um, the one thing that I that I do a lot with Bannerstack uh, is I'm I'm moving into using SVG format a lot more. SVG, mm-hmm. as you may or may not know, is, is a vector format for web, and that's really again speaking of coming into their own. That's a format that I've seen been seeing everywhere, especially with logos. And uh, logos um, that, that use that use vector format tend to look really, really well, look or very good on um, on HTML5 ads, especially on mobile, because you want because with, with, with everything with displays now being as they are being being high res, you're, you're working with iPhones that use um, that use that use Retina displays. You want all your your mobile ads to look really crystal clear. Even even desktop displays are, are becoming you know. It's a lot more prevalent in having high-res devices, so you want or high-res screens. So you want to def- definitely make sure that you're designing your ads so they work well and display well and crisp and sharp. So SVG vector format is great for that. So getting mm-hmm. back the programs I use, I would say definitely always have Illustrator in, in your in your back pocket. Um, I, I always ask the clients to provide 
a vector format, uh, Illustrator or EPS that I can convert to SVG, or if they can't do that, to at least provide me with something high res and I can do a trace in Illustrator, um, which I'll, I'll do very often. A lot of times they can't pr provide SVG. So as long as they give me something high res, I can do a trace that works pretty well on a small scale on an ad, yet still is, uh, comes out very sharp on, on, uh, on mobile devices. So I would say, yeah, definitely we can't get away from, from, our, from our, our desktop suites yet. They're still they're a good resource to have, even when you're working with online um, building as well. Okay, so uh, so looking into looking into more SVGs, making sure that the uh, making sure that the res is is good uh, all throughout, right? Correct. Yeah, uh, uh, working with 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 anything that's that's high res, or I would say if you're working with with um, anything that that's rasterized, you want to make sure it's a double resolution to make sure it's it's going to show well on on small devices or mobile devices or anything high on any high res screens. And I've really been moving towards using a lot more SVG vector. Graphics. It's kind of. It sort of harkens back to to Flash because Flash was very vector based. So mm -hmm. now having a having a, a format like SVG that works well in HTML5, I felt like it's a full circle a little bit going back to the one thing I really liked about Flash. <laughs> so you think you think Punch the Monkey's coming back? I think I think that's got some legs still. <laughs> sure. Every, everything eventually comes back around in some <laughs> way or fashion. I'm sure we'll see bell bottoms a lot again or something. You know. <laughs> Have you seen a? Have you have you ever had a, a client that just wouldn't listen and just gave you like some uh, absolute junk and you just had to run with it? Yes, that that's. I think that's the plight of any designer is having to deal with clients that are like that. Um, the best thing you can do is try to guide them. I, I try to at least give them give them a choice to say, "Well, I can do this, but I can also do this." Mm -hmm. so, they, so they at least can see what could be. And very often that works. If I if I can if I if I'm able to show them a side by side comparison. To what they really want and what I can do for them, very often they'll 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 bend and say, "Okay, that that works better." I think a lot of people who don't understand graphics a lot, they're just not visual people like us designers are. They need a little more help. They need to, they need to, to be able to, to to see what we're talking about. They can't just take it for granted for what we say. So we uh -huh. designers, we just have to kind of take that extra step to let them see things and see things for themselves, and then make that decision. Okay. Very cool. What is the uh, what does the future look like for your uh, for your job? I would say again, rich media. Rich media is a big thing right now. I mean, I mean, more more video ads, more components like like uh, interact interactivity locators and ads for for geo targeting. Um, you see what else? Dynamic ads is probably a big thing that we're saying. Dynamic content, where you, uh, for instance, if you if you were, you were a company that wanted to sell different things depending on what kind what kind of weather is going on outside. That the ads would dynamically change depending on what's going on. So if, it, if it's raining, it would show rain boots. If it were mm -hmm. snowy, it would, show, it would, it would give you uh, uh, an ad for a, for a scraper for your car or something like that. Uh, dynamic is, is really becoming a bigger thing in our industry as well. As, 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 and, and with a couple things, with weather, with time-based, with uh, audience-based, missing one, uh, date-based as well. We do a lot of ads with that as well. So I think really okay. dynamic, dynamic, dynamically generated content is really... Uh, becoming a big thing now. Interesting. Is that a? Is that? Are you seeing that? A, are you seeing that a move towards that, or is that? A, is that going to take a while? I, it's it's kind of starting to become a little more prevalent. I think we're going to see that grow over time. I, I think it's 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 um it's a saturation type of thing. It, it's it, it, uh, clients need to kind of know that that's that that's an option out there, and I think it's just kind of starting to get out there more. They're realizing that's an option. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very cool. Uh, what's your what's your best advice for somebody just uh, breaking into this uh, this industry? Oh, I would say um, 
do your research and see what's going on out there. As I was saying, even even in your in your spare time when you when you're on, online looking at things, looking at reading articles, and if you're looking to really design ads, keep an eye on everything that you're looking at while you're out there. Take a minute to look at um, look at the ads that are popping up. Um, I would say even even in the real world, check check out check out billboards, check out things that, that you see outside. It'll really give you a, give you an idea of what's going on and how and where design is going. And practice, practice, practice. Definitely find find a tool and create ads. If, if, even if if you, if you can't find a job and you're not, and you can't find an internship, don't let that stop you. Uh, try a couple different tools out online to make some ads. Um, there there are, there are even even other. If you can't afford Photoshop, there are other tools out there that do pretty well that allow you to put different ads together. And it, it, it's always great to just put things online with. I mean, with, with the dawn of social media now, you can really get your designs out there in different places to get input. I mean, I, I've I've seen uh, a lot of designers even use Instagram as a tool. They, they they design some things and put them out there and hashtag them and they and get feedback sometimes. So I would mm-hmm. say use social media to your advantage if you're trying to get some feedback on on, on your work. Okay. Should should people uh, should people hit you up on your Instagram or did you uh, did you shut yours by shut yours down? <laughs> um, mine mine's available on there. I don't really have a professional one, but I'm actually now that you're talking, I'm thinking I might want to do that. <laughs> yeah, it might be fun, right? <laughs> you can share, you can share your uh, share your thoughts with the world. It seems it seems like a it seems like a really helpful uh, helpful pieces of advice though. That uh, sounds great. Yeah. All right. Uh, Don, thank you for joining us. This is uh, this is going to be uh, this is going to be really interesting, and I think folks are going to be uh, really uh, I think a lot of people folks are going to be helped by this. Great, glad to help. All right, thanks a lot, man. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. Indeed, simplicity is making a comeback in the online design industry, and we also believe that the right tool can help you create some awesome graphics for your business. The Drag and Drop Podcast is an original series created by Bannerstack. If you loved this episode, feel free to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.